Warning, the following episode contains elements of horror that may be unsuitable for listeners under the age of 13. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Beyond the Bazaar a podcast curated to all things, well, bizarre. My name is Brianna, and I will be sharing with you urban legends, lore, ghost stories, and more from around our planet. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Beyond the Bazaar. We are here with Season 2, Episode 5. And on tonight's episode, we're going to ruin your childhood a little bit. (laughs) On tonight's episode of Beyond the Bazaar, we're going to be sharing and discussing Lost and Banned TV episodes. Particularly, Lost episodes of children's TV shows. So I know we have a disclaimer at the beginning of every episode saying that some material may not be suitable for children under 13, but I want to go ahead and give another disclaimer that the content I'm about to share with you guys regarding these lost episodes is extremely dark, so just take precautions. There is a lot of graphic description and mentions of suicide, so if you find that triggering, just you don't have to listen. I will let you know when we get to that part. So you can listen to the other parts if you want to, but I will give you guys trigger warnings. So with that being said, let's get into Lost and Banned episodes of children's TV shows. The Lost episode of Winnie the Pooh, known as Making Friends the Easy Way. The episode begins with Winnie waking up and notices that his front door is ajar. So normally, this concerns Pooh and he begins to ask, who's there? Hello? Is anyone there? Etc. When he finds no one inside, he makes his way towards the door to the outside. When he gets outside, Pooh looks around to find no one outside. None of his friends, no one else is there. He begins to feel neglected. Pooh, feeling ever so distraught, drops to his knees and begins to hit the ground. Pooh begins to cry out that he doesn't deserve to be alone and that he needs and deserves friends. He then concludes that he has to go find some friends. Walking through the 100 acre wood, Pooh stumbles upon a young boy waving at him. Pooh walks over to the young boy and says, friends forever as sharp teeth grew from Pooh's mouth. Pooh opened his mouth as wide as he could and proceeded to devour the child, while the child was still alive. The Lost Episode of Barney The story comes from a father that swears that there is a lost episode of Barney that that he caught his kids watching. 
Upon reviewing the weekly TV Guide program, the man saw that the lost episode of Barney would be airing that evening at 7 p.m. Knowing that his children were fans of the show, he asked them if they were interested in tuning in. The children said yes, and at 7 p.m. that evening, they all sat down to watch the program. When the episode started, the Barney theme song began playing as usual, but something was off. Instead of the song being happily sung, the song was being whispered. At the start of the episode, the children were holding the Barney doll as usual, and then Barney comes to life. But when Barney started to talk, he sounded like he had two voices instead of one. Barney's normal voice could be heard along with a deeper, darker, scarier voice. Barney proceeded to say, Hi kids, today I'm going to talk to you about death. The father was then taken aback by this. He wanted to turn off the episode, but was compelled to keep watching. In natural Barney fashion, the kids ask, Barney, what's death? Barney then began to chuckle, darkly, and said, this is. Barney's face then begins to change. His teeth grow long and his face grow angry. Barney then devours the child and proceeds to chase the other children around and tries to eat them for the duration of the episode. On screen, the children are running, crying, and screaming for their parents to save them. The man watching with his children could not understand why his children were not disturbed and why he could not stop watching. At the end of the episode, Barney sings the iconic I Love You song as if nothing ever happened. The Lost Teletubbies episode, known as The Playground. This lost episode was first discovered by a man who rented the DVD from the DVD store. The man walked up to the clerk and the clerk gave the man a bewildered look, confusing the man. The clerk proceeded to ask the man if he is sure that he wanted to rent the DVD as it is rumored to be cursed. The man looked at the clerk confused and asked what could be cursed about a Teletubbies DVD and told the clerk he wanted to rent the DVD. As soon as the man got home, he put the DVD in the DVD player and began watching. As soon as the episode started, something odd occurred. It skipped completely over the BBC opening and the familiar speaker that says, time for Teletubbies, time for Teletubbies, did not say the familiar signal. Instead, the speaker stated, life isn't about anything, it's about consequences. Now the man did find this odd considering that the show is geared towards a child audience, but he proceeded to watch the episode. The episode proceeded with Tinky Winky sitting at a table by himself crying. Through the window of the Teletubbies house, two little girls are visible, playing with entrails and guts. The scene then cuts to the Teletubbies bloody and hanging from their neck by gallows. Blood and guts are scattered all over Teletubby land. With this horrific scene, the Teletubby speaker kept repeating the phrase, life isn't about anything, it's about consequences. You're all going to die a horrible death. But the caveat is, the death of the Teletubbies would not come from the hanging and the gallows, but from a nuclear bomb hitting Teletubby land. 
The bomb would cause the destruction of Teletubby land and of the sun baby. Upon this, the sun baby begins bleeding from the eyes and starts crying. The Teletubby's house then catches fire from the bomb and the sun baby, bleeding from the eyes and face, begins to vomit all over Teletubby land. Following this, the episode glitches and instead of the usual end credits, a series of Russian and Ukrainian text shows on the screen. This banned episode received 237 complaints, leading for it to be taken off air. This next lost episode does contain suicidal ideation. Squidward's Suicide This story comes from an intern at Nickelodeon Studios in the year of 2005. Let's call the intern Sam. Sam worked directly with the editors as they were working towards their degree in animation and they got to view the episodes days before the episodes aired. This was right after the first Spongebob movie was made and all writers and staff were completely zapped of any creativity. This led to a longer hiatus between seasons as they scrambled to come up with good episode content. There then was a problem with premiere of season four, which backed up productivity for a few months. Sam and two other interns were in the editing room along with the lead animation and sound editors for the show, working on the final cut. They had received a copy of an episode that was supposed to be Fear of a Krabby Patty. As normal, they all gathered around the screen to watch the episode. Now since this was not the final product yet, animators will often use mock title cards as an inside joke of sorts, usually phony and lewd titles. So when the title card, Squidward Suicide, appeared, the staff did not think of it as more than just a morbid joke. One of the interns stifled a chuckle as the episode begins with the familiar happy music. The episode starts with Squidward playing his clarinet and hitting a few sour notes as he always does. Spongebob can be heard laughing outside and Squidward stops playing and yells at Spongebob to keep it down. This is a familiar cycle on the show. Spongebob obliges and goes to visit Patrick and Sandy. The familiar bubble splash screen then appears and the episode has reached up to the portion where we see the ending of Squidward's concert. This is when Sam, the intern, first starts to notice that something is off. The first few frames repeat themselves, but the sound does not repeat. Since the episode is in the last stages before the final cut, this is not common. But when Squidward stops playing, the sound finishes as if the glitch never happened. There is a slight murmuring in the crowd, and the whole crowd proceeds to boo him. Now this is another familiar occurrence that we have come to know of in the Spongebob shows, but this booing was different. There was actually hatred, malice. Squidward begins to look afraid as the screen cuts to Spongebob, who is also booing. This is very odd because it is not like Spongebob to boo anyone. But this is not the most oddest thing. The oddest thing is that everyone in the crowd has super realistic eyes. Not like real human eyes, but more like CGI. The pupils were red, and the interns and staff looked at one another confused. But since they were not the writers, they did not question it. Yet. 
The shot then goes to Squidward, sitting on the edge of his bed, looking forlorn. This is shortly after his concert, and the night sky can be seen from the tiny circular window in his home. Per Sam the intern, at this point, there is no sound whatsoever, not even from the speakers in the room. Squidward sat like this for about 30 seconds in silence, but then begins to sob into his hands, well, tentacles. This went on for a minute while the background went from silent to barely there, windy sound. As Squidward's sobs became more profuse, it did not sound as if it was coming from the speakers. It sounded as if it was in the room. The screen glitches and Squidward reappears, still sobbing, but not tears, blood. Blood seeped from hyper-realistic eyes and the faint sound of laughter can be heard as Squidward sobs. The screen glitches, which prompts the editor to rewind and disturbing images can be seen. Squidward returns to the screen with a gun in his hand. Squidward puts the gun to his head and pulls the trigger. The episode ends with Squidward's dead body laying on the bed as the screen goes to black. All the staff stare blankly at the screen. The producer was highly upset and wanted to know what was going on. There was a full investigation into the incident and the staff walked away with images burned into their brain and nightmares. Those were a doozy. When I <laughs> when I heard about those, when I was researching this and reading about it, I was interested, but at the same time I was really creeped out and it did ruin my childhood. So I hope you guys I hope you guys childhood is ruined along with me. <laughs> so my thoughts. Starting with the lost episode of Winnie the Pooh, Making Friends the Easy Way. So I wish I had found a little bit more detail on it. But the one question I did have was that what happened to all of his friends? Like Piglet, Tigger, did he eat them too? Like he ate the little boy? Did, is he like going through these moments where he's snapping, not remembering what's going on? Since he's looking around for his friends, he's probably not remembering that he's this creature. So I thought that was really, really terrifying. But I wasn't able to find this was an actual episode that got banned or if this was just a quote lost episode urban legend type of thing but it was interesting nonetheless now the barney one devastated me because i was a barney kid i had all the little white tapes with the proper writing i had all of the barney i was just i was a barney fanatic barney taught me pretty much i'm not gonna say everything i know but when i was young barney just taught me everything so reading this was it it, it ruined my childhood it really did and the fact that this is Allegedly, based on a true encounter, this man did swear that he saw this episode with his children. Uh, there hasn't been any other, anyone else that's talked about it. But he did swear it did happen. But of course, if something like this did air, then they probably went through hell and high water to pretty much make sure it never sees the light of day. Again, at least. But it was just truly, truly terrifying. And then a man couldn't look away. He was wondering why his children weren't screaming, weren't disturbed. It was like something was compelling them to just sit there and watch this terror unfold on screen. Now, the version I gave you guys tonight was kind of an abridged version. I did include the actual long version in our show notes, which I'll include that on our website, beyondthebazaar.com. So you can go on there and read the actual full version. But I kind of did just an abridged version for you guys tonight. And yes, the full version is a bit more terrifying, and it also includes 
BJ and Baby Bop as well. So, yeah, it gets a little crazy. The next one was regarding the Teletubbies, the playground. Now, I love the Teletubbies. Not as much as I love Barney, but I did love the Teletubbies growing up. But over the years, there's been a lot of creep factor stuff that's come out about the Teletubbies. Like the fact that they're actually like seven foot tall, seven to nine foot tall, I believe. So that's terrifying in itself. But then to have something like this is just crazy. So at the beginning, we kind of hear that Tinky Winky's crying. Maybe Tinky Winky knows something's about to go down. It's unavoidable. But it kind of was a little bit all over the place for me because we have like the... Teletubbies hanging from the gallows, then some nuclear bombs coming, the sun's crying blood, so it was just like, it was a bit crazy for me, but also childhood ruining as well. And once again, this is a real life episode, apparently 237 complaints were filed, it had it taken off air. I am so glad I was not one of the children that saw this episode, that probably would have scarred me for life. And then there was the Russian-Ukrainian writing at the end, that's a bit ominous, it's kind of... It's just really, really weird. And once again, like I said, it's the fact that it's actual, actually a real episode is kind of just like unsettling. Like, I wonder how the kids that actually saw this episode are doing. If anyone has seen this episode or remember it, please let us know. We would be definitely interested in hearing that. And lastly, we have the story of, well, the last episode of Squidward's Suicide. So this one was really 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 dark but I wanted to share it because it was interesting once again it seems like it did come from a true encounter it comes from an intern at Nickelodeon Studios back in 2005 the my research didn't turn up a name so I just named it Sam as I wasn't sure of the gender Sam can go male female whatever so Sam it is Sam I am (laughs) So Sam kind of goes through and just tells us pretty much what happened. Once again, here, I kind of gave the abridged version. The long version, I will also include on the show notes on our website, has more detail. Um, I mentioned in the abridged version that there were images that showed up when the editor rewinded um, the episode. And those images are very, very graphic and are also included in the long version of the link. In the long version that I will include in the link and our show notes. So with this one, I automatically knew something was wrong when I when I was doing the research on it and reading it and making the abridged version that when I read this SpongeBob was booing, I said, okay, I already know it's going to get dark from here. <laughs> and so he was booing and it was just like, you know, I thought about all the episodes that we see where Squidward's playing his clarinet badly and, you know, SpongeBob is Getting, getting into shenanigans and Squidward's getting frustrated just how many episodes that's happened on and I just I couldn't help but wonder you know which episode you know was this the basis for like um, obviously it was changed we've never seen this episode see the light of day so obviously it was changed but I just wonder what you know who made this episode or you know how it was how to even like get created because obviously the editors, the animators, writers, no one knew. But the fact that they kind of knew they did the mock card, mock, mock title card thing, it could have been somebody that, you know, that worked there or maybe a disgruntled ex-employee that maybe did that to terrify them. Who knows? But it was terrifying 
So if their goal was to scare people, I say I would say they accomplished that. I think what really adds the extra creep factor is that these are children's shows that we've all been kind of geared to think of as innocent. Like, you know, how many you know TV shows have you watched? You know, as a child, then you, when you're older, you catch like the adult jokes and puns and sarcasm that you wouldn't have catched when you were a child all the dirty jokes and all this stuff that I see in all the cartoons I watch now just like it just kind of goes I'm not gonna say goes over our heads some kids did understand it but just kind of like that just subliminal subliminal messaging imaging there they know that we do come to recollect when we're older so for the episodes that may be just lost urban legend episodes and the episodes are actually banned I feel super bad for the kids that saw these episodes because that's going to come back to literally haunt them. And if it does, and if we read or hear or see anything about it, we'll be sure to let you know. Because here at Beyond the Bazaar, that's what we're all about. The bazaar, scares, frights, what have you. We're here all about it every single Tuesday. So until next Tuesday, have a great night, sleep tight, and stay bizarre.